At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Hi, I'm Kristen McGlory, lifelong genius hunter. For almost a decade, I've been unearthing the recipes that have changed the way we cook. On the Genius Recipe Tapes, we're sharing the behind-the-scenes moments from talking with the geniuses themselves that we couldn't quite squeeze into the column or video. The extra genius tricks, the off-road riffs, and the personal stories that actually have nothing to do with the recipe that week. My guest this week is cookbook author, food stylist, and all-around pie queen, Erin Jean McDowell. We talk about the making of her new book, The Book on Pie, and she answers your most burning questions, like how to transport even your tallest pie safely, and how not to have butter melt all over the floor of your oven ever again. Hi, Erin. Hi, Kristen. Thanks so much for having me. So good to see your face. Thank you for being here. Let's talk about The Book on Pie. Yes, let's. <laughs> Why pie for you? Why was it a book on pie and not on cookies or cakes or ice cream? So... When I wrote my first book, I actually submitted a pie proposal um, when I was trying to write my first book. I submitted a proposal for a book that was all about pie, and then I submitted a second proposal, which was a more general baking book that explained the science behind baking, which I was very excited about as well. And that is what my first book became, The Fearless Baker. But, you know, it should say something that when I had the opportunity to even submit a proposal that the first thing on my mind was pie. And it's one of the reasons I bring it up now, because, you know, I would have done it back then, but I'm very, very glad for so many reasons that it is my second book because you learn a lot in the book writing process. And I love my first book. It's amazing. But the book on pie is so much better for the experience I gained while writing the first book. And it all starts with loving to eat pie. I mean, that's where this infatuation comes from. I have very fond memories of like specific pies spinning in like diner cases when I was a kid and being like what's that and like it had all this whipped cream and then when you would order a slice they would put more whipped cream on it or they would put ice cream on it I was like what is this thing I want this all the time it's amazing and both my parents really like pie my grandmother really likes pie it was something that when we would see a place had pie people in my family were or, were stoked and ordering it and wanted that that thing so I have a lot of memories with pie but the most important memory uh, comes when I was about 14 years old and my grandma and I made a pie together for uh, her to take to church. It was like an apple pie, but she wanted to make it with an olive oil crust because she'd seen it in a magazine. So we made this crust together and I'd never made a pie before. I mean, aside from maybe helping my mom once or twice here and there, possibly. 
But, you know, it didn't seem odd to me at all. I didn't know much about baking at that point. And um, when we ate it, I thought it was delicious. I also loved being the person who was walking into this like church function, carrying the pie because everybody was like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And a lot of bakers say that their favorite part about making something is being able to share it with people. And right away, I was like hooked. I was like, this is what baking is. Oh my gosh, I want to do this all the time. I want to give things to people, make stuff for people. And then my grandma tasted the pie and she was not impressed. (laughs) She was very disappointed in this olive oil crust. And we started talking about it. And then the next time I hung out with her, she wanted to make another pie. And we started making pies. And before long, I was realizing how much I really loved baking. When I was 16, I realized that I might want to go to culinary school and I got a job in a bakery. And once I started getting some professional experience, then my grandma and I's pie baking kind of like jumped up a notch. We suddenly went from like making one pie on like a lazy Sunday hanging out together to making, you know, all the pies for my family's Thanksgiving, which would usually be five or six. And it was then this really special day that like right before Thanksgiving, I got to spend like a day or two days with my grandma just baking. And when the dough was chilling, we would like play Scrabble and cards and all of these things. And looking back on it, I also realized like I was learning to develop recipes in those that kitchen because I was not scared of making mistakes because there's something about a grandma You know, it's not as much pressure as I felt a little pressure sometimes in my mom's kitchen to be clean, to do that, you know, just mom was watching a little bit like, what are you doing in there? But with grandma, it was just kind of like, we'll get it later. We'll clean it later. We'll do, you know, we'll deal with it. Let's just eat the pie. So I realized that like really my love for creating new ideas and new recipes kind of happened in that little kitchen. And when I bake pies now, I still, it's like, it's like my grandma is here. She's been passed away for She has passed away several years ago, but I feel her around me with every pie I bake. I know like when I make a really good one, I'm like, oh, grandma, you you feel this? Like, are you getting this pie? This is a perfect one. And so it's just something that I've had like a very emotional, sentimental attachment to for a long time. And once I got professional training, I realized how many just bad pies there are out there. And I was like, oh, so many people think they don't like pie or that pie is complicated, but that's partially because sometimes they're using a recipe that isn't as clear. Maybe it's a really old recipe. Maybe it's a recipe from their grandma and it's missing some information or or who knows. But also the number of people who've had kind of bad grocery store pies and think that that's what a pie is. And uh, and so I just realized that it was always going to be kind of an area of passion for me, as you can tell by that. 15 minute response. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm sure you're feeling this right now. You're just so hyper engaged with everything. Like every person that you're talking to about the book, everyone who's in your audience following you. I mean, you always are, but it kind of reaches this extreme peak right around when a book is dropping. Do you feel that right now? Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, it's a lot of, it's interesting because um, this is always my busiest time of year because it's with pie season for lack of a better term. So Um, this is always my busiest time of year. And I don't know why that didn't really compute when I was like, oh yes, my book will be coming out right before Thanksgiving. Why that didn't think to me like that was going to be, I mean, it's a great time for it to come out, but it's also, you know, one of those, uh, nerve wracking times. And we have basically become a full fledged pie factory in, in my house. Um, we, have at least five pies in the house at any given time. There's so much going on. And what's 
really the funniest thing is after the photo shoot for the book on pie, no amount of pies seems impossible anymore because we made so many. And granted, we had a lot of help. But my assistant, um, you know, now I give her a prep list with like eight or nine pies on it. And it's just like, like only eight today. Okay, all right. Like that's um, really it's really a pie factory. What are they all for? They're all just for different places that you're writing stories for and different videos you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good thing about me, but I also think it's, you know, I drive myself crazy because I can't just make one pie. When someone asks me something about pie, I'm just like, oh my God, what about savory? What about custard? What about cream pies? What about minis? What about, I just have like all these things that I think about. So I I did something this week um, where we had seven pies just because they wanted some nice variety and the next episode of Bake It Up a Notch is coming out soon. And I think for that one, we made in one day, we filmed two episodes, but we made, I think, 22 pies for that, for those two episodes. So yeah, there's a lot of pies going on around here. And I think in the book, there's 140 full pie recipes. And within that, as you said, you can take a filling from this one and mix it. There's 40 plus crusts, 50 plus toppings, and 140 plus full recipes. So within that, the pie abilities are truly endless. TM. <laughs> this is the Genius Recipe Tapes. We'll be right back. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hardworking hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hardworking hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. There's a couple questions that came in from a listener. Cup of ambition. One is if you could eat only one pie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I guess if I could only eat one, and I can't believe I'm going to even say this. I normally avoid answering these questions and name three. I think it would be coconut cream. That was my gateway pie, and it still kind of does it for me. Um, And the other question from Cup of Ambition is what is Brimley's favorite pie? That's actually a great question because Brimley... And I don't know, I'm probably going to get someone who tells me this is really bad and I don't do it all the time, of course. But Brimley loves pie crust, you guys. He loves it. And when I'm doing things in the kitchen and like um, there's this one technique I do where you par bake it and you use scissors to trim it after it's come out of the oven. And when I do that, just occasionally, you know, it falls and he can hear the scissors cutting through the dough and he's like by my side waiting for the fallen crust. Like owner, like dog, I guess, loves the pie crust. But he's also particularly fond. I feel like he'll be okay with me speaking for him. I actually made a pie in the book that has a Brimley 
sifted on it and powdered sugar. So even though he doesn't know what flavor that pie is and has never eaten it, I think that would be his favorite because it's a Brimley pie. I know that the version you did on Food 52, you used your grandma's doily, you said? It was your grandma's? I don't have any doilies in my house. We were kind of joking before this call about like making a light bulb stencil. And I I thought, you know, we have light bulbs. (laughs) So one of my favorite things that Katie did was she put a pie server onto the pie and sifted over it. And you know how a lot of pie servers have little cutouts. So when she lifted it up, there were these little, little patterns. We also used cookie cutters. We set cookie cutters on the pie and sifted it over and then just lifted the cookie cutters off and they left their shape behind. And one of my favorite ones that we did, we just kind of like threw some sugar at it, like very uh, pollocky, like just kind of let the sugar fall where it may. And we did a few different, I have different flavors of sugar in the book. Like I have a matcha sugar and a cocoa sugar. So we used different colors and threw different ones and we had this kind of splatter effect that was very cool. There were a couple of people who asked both what Abby Cooks and Jillian Conroy asked about preventing butter leaking out. They said, you know, they've tried everything making it super cold, tossing it in flour, super hot oven, and things still leak. What are your tips? Okay, great question. And just know, you two, you are not alone because like I said, butter butter is the hardest uh, medium, so to speak, in the, in the pie dough world. So one thing you could try if you can continue to have problems is you could use 50-50 butter and shortening. That's one thing you can definitely try. And it might just be that your particular oven, your particular mixing method is going to do a little bit better with that. Um, and then once you kind of have had a few successes, you could even scale down how much shortening is in there and keep going. But the other one I want to suggest is something that is in my book. And it's also, I know, familiar to Kristen. It's a similar um it's different, but it's a similar concept to also what you have like labeled as a genius pie crust, which is Stella's, which I love. Hers is so great and so flaky. She does it differently than I do, but we attended pastry school at the same place. I don't know if she learned it from the same instructor I did, but an instructor that I was in pastry school taught us that we could roll out the dough and just, um, you know, give it like folded into quarters before you rolled it. So sometimes I find that people who are struggling with, with all butter dough, it is because of that issue that that you mentioned in the question, which is that the butter is not fully coated in flour. And that's a difficult thing because when, it, when it's a dough, it looks like it's all combined, right? So even when the pieces are big, to me, it looks like it's all in there. But the reality is, but when you roll it, you could be kind of stretching it in a way where some of the butter rises to the surface. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if all of the elements are working in perfect harmony, but if they aren't, what happens is without that kind of protective coating of flour, it can't release the the moisture inside the butter to create the steam. And instead it just melts before the structure sets. So a few different things that you can try. You can try this method in my book, I call it the extra flaky method. And you can do it just one time, just roll it out to about a half an inch thick and fold it in half and then fold it in half again. So it's in quarters. You can do it once or you can do it twice. And just remember that the more you do it, it's going to be flakier. So it's going to need to be docked uh, more aggressively. It's going to really puff up. So one time is enough for some people. Some people like to do it too. And then if you keep going, four times is what I do for my rough puff pastry. So those layers, uh, that process of making layers 
also incorporates the butter a tiny bit more. So for some people who are consistently having trouble with that, it might be something to at least try and see if then your butter is fully coated. Thank you. That's really helpful. Because <laughs> it happens to me too. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it usually happens because not everything is working in perfect harmony, right? You either didn't chill it long enough, your oven isn't quite hot enough, whichever one it is. But when I hear people say, no, I've tried all those things, I even recognize one of those usernames. So she's probably like asked me before and she's like, it's still not working, McDowell. Like, <laughs> So I think that would be the next step to try. You can either mix up your fats or you can try this this little fold, which I, I really think is helpful. And who was ever mad at flakier dough? Not I. So there were also some questions about transporting and storing pies. Those came in from me, George, and Marianne Toro. Usually in someone's lap. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like like in the car, someone hold it. No, um, I do. Sometimes I put them just in a small cardboard box or even um, we call them, because they are, we call them bus tubs because we work in restaurants, Derek and I. So we have like large Tupperware tubs in our house that we can use to carry things like that in. Another thing that can be helpful is to like set it in another baking pan where it won't have a lot of room to move. So, you know, like a round casserole dish or even a nine by 13, if your pie plate comfortably fits in that, will will kind of give it, it won't be able to shift around in as many directions. And that gives you a little security if you're, whether you're carrying it or whether you're transporting it uh, in like a car. If you're Taking a pie somewhere, if it's possible to just not add the topping until you get there, even if you have it in a bowl, if you can apply the whipped cream when you get there, then you have a little less concern because if anything happened to the pie, you can just put that stuff on top when you get there and, you know, it's all taken care of. But I actually find that when they're properly baked, pies are quite sturdy and they really, you know, aren't terribly fragile in the way that like a cake you're like oh is it gonna fall over oh my gosh what's happening well I have just one last question for you which is what is your Thanksgiving gonna look like this year that is a good question I'm still not sure my my brother always jokes that my um Instagram DMs around the week of Thanksgiving is my 24-hour Pisces hotline so it's like everybody's asking me uh, and like a lot of people are asking in real time, like, is this right? What should I do? And so I usually try to carve out a little bit of time just to be available for people to to answer some questions. And I'm not, you know, going to visit my family this year. So I, I imagine there might be some Zoom dinners in our future. <laughs> and I think I, another thing I was thinking about is I might just make the whole Thanksgiving dinner be pie. You know, I actually did that one year on Food 52. I made a three-tier. Thanksgiving dinner all in one. But since it's just my husband and dog and I, I don't think I need to do that. But I thought maybe I'll make a turkey pot pie instead of like a turkey this year. And um, and then, of course, like maybe two or three pies for dessert. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I hope you have a really great Thanksgiving, even though it's a very different and strange Thanksgiving compared to other years. Well, there is still so much to be thankful for, right? And one of the things that I think about is that we at least have this ability to to talk with one another in this way. Um, I Whether it's a real source of comfort or not, my dad was, he was in the Peace Corps in Peru. And when he used to tell me that it would take like a month or at least several weeks for letters to get to and from his parents and back to him. And when I think about that now, that I can just literally look at my dad's face any time of the day that I want to, you know, so there's a lot to be thankful for. We're all still close, even if it's virtually close. And we can always be thankful for pie. 
True words were never spoken. And seen. (laughs) (laughs) What are you cooking this Thanksgiving? If you stumble on something genius, I would love to hear about it at genius at food52.com. Our show was put together by Coral Lee, Emily Hanhan, and me, Kristen McGlory. If you like the Genius Recipe Tapes, be sure to rate and review us. It really helps. See you next time.